see? Using our own mode of a savior to further itself on another, foolery and time again, to give anything to a virus is to be taken by this very fashion which helps and proves itself, which by design is our ability to discover and rid ourselves of it, and because its only reciprocality is in this matter, it carries on and we carry on with the behavior of being at each other, and that is in actuality what it desires, to be at literally our throats, as an entry and exit point, and laughable, even to that point, if a virus does even learn to read vocal cords, it may attempt to convince even own own subconscious, that it's in and of itself, a pretty good idea and that perhaps with luck it'll all work out, of course meaning in the mean part of itself meant to be and get its way and your way is, out, which it believes you want, as it see itself as reciprocal to yourself, without the very concept that is is different, as it has no perspective on systems of living to maintain its own body by any means, and never will. Because it sucks at it, and us, and we suck at it too, which is probably how it learned that in the first place and first serve everything and carry it only as far as its inability to be successful, and it is successful, and so that particular reasoning for itself, carries on and on and on. Dissertations continue at Aqua Q Labs, a subtext. Peace plus love. What will happen in society without science and technology? As both science and technology exist and have existed in societies for many years, you must be indicating a backwards traveling wherein we suddenly believe that a belief and its accompanying actions no longer exist or are workable. So we start with technology, as this makes a lot of people upset due to its dissemination beyond the timelines of nature, applied to many and sometimes all aspects of living for the many, as not yet understood, and in very often cases, encased in deep and glued plastic and capped with the insignia of a corporate wealth not to be trusted much across the country of origin if even that. So further, we look at technology, perhaps as an extension of sciences, where of course science is required to replicate a technology such that can be used with any degree of, well usability. And so intertwined may be those who wish to dissolve one and thus the other, with their forward procession of backward compatibility in their resolve to do so, and thus here is the crux. Those that didn't learn it in the first place are subject to another predisposition to discount any availability from the onset of another, and this very obvious non-discourse can never be backed up, and turns and turns on itself as only enforceable by might, and mightier, dark clouds and unwieldy wieldment of an armory of nonsensical movement of arms, upwards very likely which naturally indicates the only direction they care and ask without a recording and process to process the results, and as each individual discounts the markup markings of each other's successes, we find near each other or any mapping. And this continuation, to answer your questioning fully, leads to many becoming said leader in the wildlings he or their group can devise a means to fool and mask the physics with irony these days, in technology, used to spread masses of disinformation, not for the disinformation itself, but the vastness of variety of nonsensical thinking which goes on, including the images and soliality of the concept in random space-time, as our brains are now accessed, by the technology that we possess and possesses us, at a cost and costing us, and like an akin without a family fond, and etc. So we're left then with our continued distrust further, of technology as it's betrayed us as we see it, and there goes our society. 
It's odd that you ask such a question, as science at many points in the success of living has been absolute and proven to provide, and even as recently as science is used to market dog food to perhaps dogs watching televisions themselves, it is still accurate in its methodologies and thus produces the results we put into it, as a workable system. And technology, well, as stated above, has been put into the hands of the many at a high cost to themselves, and the others who are wielded against, for example our internet at large, which briefly was an observation of how a system operates, as Unix from the 1970s, even down to file permissions, which indicated our perception of how natural beings interact, and how our networks and file systems mimic our own brains and natural societies themselves. The further grief is that we dumb down systems so that we could dumb down people, or provide the word smart a simple dollar cost to any participant who wished to be. And hence, they displace themselves and the others. And that is a natural reciprocality at work. And it continues to work in a suck and suck fashion, and when two people suck, it just doesn't work out at all, and so that goes and is likely likened to the smart party, doesn't matter which is actual, jumping out of a rowboat, and leaving the other party scattered around with either a boat or an oar, and deciding how to survive with the remainder of unusable material in their uncertain location in spatial time. And hence, this had been a bit and about the writings from Aqua Q Labs, a subtext. Peace. If kinetic energy is converted to thermal energy upon impact, how many times do you need to slap a chicken to be able to cook it? I think you'd prefer a quick rubbery that is to rub, and use a friction, unless you intend to tenderize the chicken at first, and to joke. It depends how flat the chicken is, and also how alive it is, whether warm or cold etc. But I could imagine, and also it's your material if you chose the friction route, although also consider the roughness which would tear apart the very chicken. So perhaps, you also consider the waste, or in our case, a chicken nugget. And onward this thinking continues, but I gesturally conjecture that there is no kinetic energies to be solely utilized in cooking a chicken to the 165 some odd degrees required to be eatable for a human. Well and even rarely said to that point, it is now known to be true on Poirot's smile. Why couldn't God just kill Satan? Oh zero, good one, get it? Well, as in wellness, the speed at which life carries on is the exacting needs to provide for life itself, in its totality as a continuous system, and so, Satan exists to expedite itself sometimes as unnoticed, and enough so in facts that provide only a partial view of only that which is seen on a surface temperature, of which temperature is indeed utilized as in our friendly so snake, as depicted, and as like, any reflection of non-magnetic silver no less, further depicts only an image, and not an astral sensory unless as projected from an interior and outwards to those willing to observe those particular angles of imagery. This is straying from the point, and to your question, far removed is again your answer, and given the nature involved, and thus choice. Life chooses to not destroy matters of further choice, unless not deft enough to cause destruction itself outside of the laws of physics. More P.S. on the projected non-observance of said latter creature and creaturities, tied to themselves and their means to enforce their own rules out of fear of their own necks, we find, and find them quite and easily, and there are so many of them, at least the unsuccessful are willing to adopt and allow others their options to further do so, that anyway, 
Death is not an option for an entirely of sometimes always some ways or another, and our furthering option on the matters involved are to utilize our primary and light energies, directed towards those with a means to reciprocate that light, as light given to the shadows lead to an only and luckily temporary displacement and amazement of anybody caring to look into those shadows, and however magnificent the spectacle, the powers which drive life and light are simply not available for the long-term sustenance of even our planetary systems, and further any observance in a manner corollary to a pure utilization with observance and without a dissemination of the properties of living, and to be specific, a specified cancelling of messaging in a language designed and maintained to zero out energies, and thus not carry any messaging of a natural form of life, and still somehow carry the matters and matter only which contains a possibility of death, and however one may believe in their allegiance to one side or the other, the temperate goes on, and with any fervor of excitement leads the possibility of the luxury of one or another, leading to an offset and temptation, as is our origin of issue in these matters, and just typing this message, I can see the acknowledgement of fact, and it has these stages, when one might be inclined to confuse attendance with power, and is attended, tend to power such visionary ideas as pretend they come from oneself, and further may mock their own discounting of such an encounter, and be known that this message is relayed in a manner as to observe what messaging works to dissuade you from operating within the realm of, in this case, the other, which is only evident in these comparisons, as life is one another, and continuing this message is what we are designed to do, and so this foolery will fool ourselves every single time, and the apple, well they're delicious, and how did I know that? And you? Well, we have a whole, and a lot, and then some, and the opposing forces keep us at opposite ends, with us in the middle, grounded, for the most part, and we with our luxury envision the change and emanate the electrics as the bits of light which are sometimes particles, as they bind and not leave us. As the aptly named Adam, in these figures of measuring the successes of living, Life's influence on life is continuous and forever, as is the definition of continuity. And just who is the other guy? Well he's like that wolf in the story. Enough of you and as much as you provide for it, to base itself on yourself and your own abilities to just process the bits which you believe are greater, without the full knowledge of what was possible before you learned to forget the singularity which we couldn't tell you about. Not at the beginning and thus not ever, be thankful for that. How instantaneous a disaster that would have been to be told about it wrongly over and over again for an eternity? Carrying on with this paradigm for a bit, just as it's understood widely, and so as indicative to further my precept that a beginning is only known as discovered, and discovery is the facts of living. We can just step back, if that were an option, which is really is not, but to imagine a snake with a somehow answer, it thinks to the initial onset of even itself. Ah that it wouldn't know it was to ask a question, and perhaps did or perhaps did not. Would it tell us now and could we believe it? Well likely some do, and so this carries life and a lesson and deceit forward, in a matter of speaking. In actuality that's the sort of thing I may have been told as well, however I believe truthfully that those same rules still apply to any system in motion. And motion is what we do. Good luck, and in. Sincerity that is exacting wishful thinking for a party and party alone, and wants along, as zero does, and without that simple twist, and the energies to hold that twist for the eternity that eternity deserves. And you can lick your chops all you like, 
It's simple and it works where we stand, and that point is fixed and permanent in it. Well that would be telling. And in any event. Oh here we go again smile. He's plus the globulous incredulous credible for the edible, if you so choose, livable lifetimes of ease and for the many and more and even moronic by means of kind and in ways, with a bit more of this and that and even and the other, oddly for a time which allows for the benefactor to factor, if not to divide, or if only to float, the decimal point, and on that point, try also the orders and magnitudes which bring Argus halt, and, if there was more, I would let you discover it, wouldn't I? That's just a little play on words. You can look it up, anyway. And with that, this has been an Isaac Wiki from the Isle of Man in and about slash co slash C3W. And this bit is just the bits to remind you to get your figure and figuring together and to and gathered with the dosh to provide for yourself and our environment to displace its paper tie in exchange for your misuse of plastic for the furthering exchange of ideas, and that is the book, A Wizard's Pocket, now unavailable on a slightly alien point of non-existence until you chose and purchase a one or many of, and ignorance is not in fact bliss and only bliss as created will be discovered, and so to further these and ideas, carry on with carrying this book, on your shelves and in, in fact your pocket and pocket books even, a book inside a book, so proceed in any eventfulness, this is AquaQ of AquaQlabs.com with San Francisco's Pisces a peachy and lovely loverly C3W. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L, welcome, A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, of course, it stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. L-W is welcome. Great. I love that. The welcome. The welcome. welcome. Let's welcome uh, all... <laughs> uh, to a full movie. I had some uh, kind of funny Twitter people just randomly pick me, and they're like, "What is LWAFLMOYT?" And the guy's like, "It stands for legumes, <laughs> watermelon." <laughs> like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> well, we do what our show is that we LWAFLMOYT. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch the movie with us, with the sound off, 
but you listen to the podcast at the same time and wow. you get <clears throat> an even and better experience. Listen, Mind I would have enjoyed I would have enjoyed Tenet so much more had uh, Carl was talking to me the entire time. Right? Well, this guy, you see, and that camera angle. <laughs> so that guy, he was never in another movie. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> we our show streams first on the delightful mutinyradio.fm. Mutiny, why not make a donation? Mm. Mutinyradio.fm, it has a community ra- uh, internet radio station right in the heart of the mission and uh, has a lot of programming 24-7. You can just go in there. We have a MU3 link, but if you go to mutinyradio.fm, you can find us. We're on 2 o'clock Civic Standard Time every Sunday. It's a pleasure to be on the station. Station yeah. is sponsoring us. We want you to go donate some money to Mutiny Radio. They do live comedy shows. It's compliant. It's safe. It's safe. Uh, they have a lot of great stuff. And so go to Venmo and uh, donate some money at Mutiny yeah. Radio. Help the station out. They may have a GoFundMe. You can go type in GoFundMe. That's your speed. But the Venmo helps. Every little helps, Carl. Yes, absolutely. Including the donate button, which never gets the respect it should. Just go to uh, mutinyradio.fm and hit donate. Hit donate. You will not get a donut. Uh, donut. Yeah, you would don't actually hit give the money. donut button. I mean, have it if you wish, but also hit Carl, before we before I find uh before we start the show, I have a delightful antidote. I had an opportunity to perform uh, online, and I got an email, and it said. Uh, list lineup will be selected randomly. And okay. I thought, great, I'm going first. And guess what, Carl? I went yeah. first. Oh. What a coincidence. Yeah. Only 25 years of doing this. How did I know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what is the movie today? Today we are watching Munchie Strikes Back, 1994. Munchie Strikes Back, 1994, that is what you'll put in the YouTube search. And we like Chris's movies. Chris's movies. All right. Go where you have to sigh every time you say Munchie Strikes Back. Listen, I got to let everyone know that you spell Munchie without a Y. It's I-E, which is dumb. M-U-N-C-H-I-E. Carl, you spell Munchie with a Y? (laughs) Yeah. Freak. I've never... It's munchy, right? That's like bunchy, munchy. Well, there's no such word as bunchy, but I know where you're going with that. Yeah, I got the munchies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us get the underwear, Mike. Your underwear—it's so bunchy. Oh my god, straight now. (laughs) Oh, you saw that when I was getting my coffee. Uh, (laughs) Video. This is the third munchies movie Uh, we have watched and done podcasts. For the 1987 movie Munchies, which was R-rated, and this right. was a, then they made it was popular. It sold well, so Roger Corman's company, producer Roger Corman's company, uh, made a, a family-friendly direct-to-video sequel, which we watched, called Munchie right. Singular, which was and, no sing. It was not a sequel. No, oh no, no, it was a family-friendly adjunct. It's own, I guess. Yeah, film, and this is a sequel of that, but kind of even not. Okay, and uh, from just the trailer alone, which we watched several times on the show, um, one of the character, one of the actors shows up. Yeah, that's right. The second. All right, so let us go to Munchie Strikes Back. Go ahead and find that. Uh, 1994 is hosted by Chris. Chris's movie. Yeah, yeah, Chris's movies. Find it. Click the link. 
hit pause as soon as it stopped buffering, let the ad run, uh, pause it, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We, at the count of go, at the count of go, we will uh, launch the movie. And I'm very excited. Uh, Carl has found the funniest comedian mm-hmm. in the world. He's just yeah. coincidentally from New Jersey. I don't well, know who this person is. He does hail from New Jersey, but it's in the world. Yeah, the, yeah, the world of New Jersey. Uh, I haven't I haven't heard this segment. I don't know who it is, but he's probably my he or she is probably my favorite comedian, uh, or they I've I've ever seen. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with Alex Gillespie. Hey, everyone. Hey, Alex. So you've got a great podcast. Uh, it's called Ad Libs. What people can find that on uh, iTunes, etc. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean. Uh, that's pretty much it. Tell us about it. Well, what it is, it's pretty much just me ranting and playing with comedic ideas, improvising weekly. This really is a, a way for me to. Uh, practice my voice in comedy and just try to get my timing and and my my voice fluctuations uh, right. Gotcha. And mostly just for fun, really. So we got to know each other on the open mic scene. That's true. But most recently, you came to light as you won the King of the Mountain comedy competition at Scotty. I did. I won. I was nervous, but I pulled through. <laughs> And from that, you want a guest spot, and you'll be appearing there Friday, May 14th. Yes, I can't wait. I've, I've been practicing a lot. So it, it's Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. You'll be there Friday, May 14th for a guest spot. People can go to scottysteakhouse.com uh, and find out more. So uh, did you, you didn't expect to win the contest at all, right? No, I mean, I knew that I possibly could have but i really wasn't expecting it honestly i was just there to have fun now you kept going back up you had to come up with so how much how many minutes do you think you did well the first one i think was three and a half four minutes and then i went up like that yeah i went up like uh three or four more times after that two minutes each so maybe about 10 to 12 minutes yeah and you were consistent. You had them roaring. You continued to win. They voted on the app. You were the reigning king of the mountain. Like, it must have been great. Yeah, it felt really good, especially because it was on my birthday, too. So it was like a nice little treat for me. Perfect. Okay, so we are now about to embark on watching this movie. And everyone at home is going to press play at the same time as us in the studio. So take it away, Alex. All right, let's get on with our countdown. Three, two, one, go. That was a great celebrity uh, comedian countdown, Carl. Uh, you did yourself. That was delightful. This, this, this is probably the best. We can, we'll replay this one next show and next show and next show. Why don't we just have a show of your introduction? Oh, my God, is he doing stand-up? No, Munchie's at the high school. Dude, yeah. Ronald Reagan High School for 94? Right. They will make multiple political Ronald Reagan insulting jokes. Was this shot in, like, Orange County? It was shot in L.A. That's all I got out of the internet. Look, it's Carl. Oh, my God, Carl. You didn't tell me you were in this band. Yeah. We're doing a song <clears throat> called You Make Me Hungry. He's I like, got the munchies. Yeah. 
He's talking about seeing this girl and, oh, man, what she's eating. You make me hungry. Oh, my God. Look at everyone just partying down the hallway. It must be loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, he's sold Archie's Cardigan. Riverside. Right. Yeah. R- not Rutgers, New Jersey. It's Riverside. Yeah, this is California, buddy. Now look, that's Gabe Dodge. Like, as a freshman in high school, he's the kid from the last Munchies movie. God, he's grown. Gage Dobson. He did pretty Oh, my God. Do not pull that lever. Unless you're the coyote, then it's not going to work. So Munchie is just continuing to make that guy's life fun. You see, he's blowing up the school. He blowed up the school. Like. He also took a flag with him. No, the 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 um, internet told me that this was edited from a movie called Screwballs, 1983. Like, they <gasps> reused the explosion. Yeah. I wonder if those kids dancing in the street is also from the 1983 movie. <laughs> it could be. No, it's probably just the explosions, but I went and found screwballs and basically fast-forwarded through it. I did not find a school-blowing-up show. Weird. The internet lied. That's why you got to do some book research about Munchies Strikes Back. Oh, my God. He died, too. He's in heaven? Well, the thing is, blowing up the school was just too much, so he's – it does look like like the pearly gates, but no, he's just gone to this, like, netherworld place. Where Kronos is judging him. You can't just blow up a school. And there's Abraham Lincoln, Colonel Sanders, and Elvis Presley. Yeah, exactly. He's got right. a piece of chicken. <laughs> yep. Oh, see, I have my ID. Here it is, asshole. I'm on the <laughs> five. Was that a five? Look at my. No, he's on the one. Didn't he get the bum deal when it came to currency, Lincoln? He's on a penny. Yeah, that's the lowest form of low, especially, I mean, it used to be the most frequently coined used, oh, but yeah. not in our world. Well, I used to play a game of whist, and uh, I would get a glazed ham, and then I would see the matinee and watch the cereal, and that cost me at least two cents. Hmm, back in the 1860s. Yeah, I was... Kronos. <laughs> yeah, Kronos, which is... Like, that's Zeus's father in Greek mythology. It doesn't make sense, really. They just wanted a cool name. And he's saying, listen, we're going to send you to the most boring star system in in the uh, universe, you know, Uh just to contain you. You just sit there and be bored. So he's like, give me another chance. And Elvis will speak on his behalf. And then he gets to go help, you know, gets to go help another kid on Earth. So let me get this straight. We just saw the uh, years later from sequel from the second movie. So we see the kid growing up. We see the school and the flag post Mm -hmm. blow up. He he dies. He goes to purgatory. Well, he doesn't die. He doesn't die. He gets called up there. He's like an all-being. He's like from a race that went extinct, Munchie, and he can't really die. Oh, man. This is an all-star cast. You got Cleopatra and Marilyn Monroe? That's right. And she was doing, I'm a stereotype icon. You know, she's doing her standard. <laughs> You're doing your Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. I, I think it's so cute. cute. The lineup will be selected <laughs> randomly. That's like, Carl, that's that's like when you do a show and the host comes up and he goes, uh, you have a preference? You always <laughs> say, yeah, I do have a preference. Because if you go, oh, no, no, it's fine. Do your thing. You're going to go first. Yeah, you're going first. I like going first because I set the tone for the room. There's nobody else before me who, like, set up the room. I agree with you. You have to have that attitude. You have to have that attitude. 
comedians always say, warm up the room for me, as if, like, you get up there and tell your first joke, and maybe they're with you. you know, they'll be forgiving for a couple jokes, but if you're not good, it doesn't matter who goes before you. Anyway, the room is a blank slate when no one goes before you, and they're like, I'm here to see a comedy show. I'm looking at a stage. I, a guy's got a mic in his hand. I'm ready to be entertained. You know, it's good to go first. You set the tone. These credits are great. Leslie Ann, these credits are great, Carl. What, how did he do it? Did he just like, I want 2001 intro? It's terrible. It's terrible and it's cheap. And last time he did those chattering teeth. For oh, the yeah. It's just this as is... bad. Oh, and it's the same old stupid song. You put it on. Well, they're not so... doing the. We came John Breyer. Here it is. John Viner. John Viner. Now, he was in Munchie as the judge. Right. When you see his face, you'll know exactly who he is. Yeah, he's like the funniest unfunny comic I know. Right? right. Like, this guy's been decades worse, and he's he's great, exactly. but you watch him and you go, I should laugh. I really should laugh. This right. show's he's called Bizarre. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> he put well, a lot he, of effort into it. He started out, like, on one of those America's Got Talent kind of shows. It was like a Steve Allen thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. And he just does a million impressions, and he got work off of doing those millions impressions on Johnny Carson and stuff. And he would go on to have a long ass career all long on ass. television. Yeah, well, he had that uh, Showtime show, Bizarre. It was like a sketch comedy yeah. show with tits. And then uh, he showed up, My Five Wives. I can't stop talking about that Rodney Dangerfield movie. He's in it. Yep, he is. Preston Gates, he plays. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I like the guy, but I don't know. I guess it's those Aardvark, Anthony Aardvark uh, cartoons. Like, I just kind of That click came with directly out of his doing voice impressions. People were like, I got a great gig for you. Now, we're used to hearing John uh, Mason play uh, the... Uh... Wait, am I wrong? Yeah, he you... played the ant. Like, he was a Jewish ant, Jackie right. Mason. Yeah. Well, in the early 60s, this guy did both the uh, the uh, Ant and the Aardvark. Huh. I don't know. It's such a weird show. Look at this office. Jesus Christ. Is this like a furniture store? This is, yeah, it's a movie set is exactly what it is. This is our bad guy, and he is a richy, rich, snobby, snobby guy. His name is Shelby Carlisle. He was in the first one. Remember, he was the husband for Lonnie Anderson, the love interest. No, 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 he wasn't the husband. He was the love interest, yeah. And the kid said, uh-uh, no can do. And Munchie said, I'm your id, kid. I'll fuck him up. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he's going to get fucked up again, but not... <clears throat> like, Munchie Strikes Back implies, like... It's the same family, the same situation, and now he is the dad, and, and but that, you know, from the trailer, but that's, he's really a, a he is the same character, but he's he a rich executive guy. So right okay. now, he's, okay, this is Leslie Ann Down, who we sure. saw in Meeksville Ghost. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, Carl, I'm going to walk the room. Don't mention that movie. <laughs> She was in Wally Sparks, you'll like that. Oh, okay. Rodney Dangerfield tried to cover up the stick that was fucking <laughs> Meatsville Ghost. I, I didn't enjoy that film. I don't I didn't enjoy that. That that film was hard, man. That was like a bunch of a lumpy coal in your stocking. <laughs> so he's so, always like he's always aggressive. 
I guess this well, is like humor nineties. Yeah, he, it, he well, the director's setting us up right from the beginning. Don't like this guy because we're gonna fuck him up, and you, we want you to cheer when that happens. And you know, kids, yeah. Well, he, he, basically, he's he's coming on to the mom. He's like, right. I'm, so this is a kids movie from the nineties where there's like sexual harassment. This is no wonder the new generation that that last generation is fucked up. Uh huh. This is what they were raised on. <laughs> it is exactly sexual harassment, and she will go on to get fired because she refuses. Yeah. God, look, it's a sunny day outside for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> look, it's not bit... touching. Yeah, I know. Will that be oh, all, Mr. <clears throat> Carmichael? Yes, that will be quite all. <laughs> oh, there's the light. I like the lighting. That's in Sybil Denning and, uh, Moonlighting, have I seen such uh, highlighted? I have to tell you that even though that was a bad choice, it shows us that the cinematographer's giving a shit. And he's, you know, the director's saying, soften her up. You know what I mean? They're trying, oh, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, Leslie S. Down, like, she's famous for something, right? Is she like upstairs, Dr. Quinn? downstairs started her. She was English. She is English. Hmm. This is England. Yeah. You're not supposed to steal. This, this is England. God damn it, class, break up already. This is how we <laughs> feel. Bagpipes. I went and uh, saw them at the Spectrum, the new Clash, and I loved watching Joe Strummer. And oh, that's I bet. All. That is all. Oh, I bet. That's like a pleasure to see that guy live, uh, given the opportunity, but you had to watch the new class. Yeah, that's right. You had to see the people to the, the, the bass player was there, Paul Simonon, but it just, it wasn't, I saw the clash in Asbury Park and then I saw the new clash because it's like, that's all the world had to offer. They're mm -hmm. coming around. You want to see like Joe, you said, Strummer? Joe Strummer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were the, was the old clash better? Oh God. Yes. Now, I met the new Clash, but I didn't give a shit. I only cared about me. It's <laughs> not those little 16-year-old. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Biner. <laughs> I want you to know that I was 18 at the time. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. the, the first concert, yeah. Okay, when I was so, seven. Uh, go ahead. Your first concert? It wasn't my first. My first concert was the Stray Cats with... Uh, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, and I forgot what New Jersey town it was. It might have been Parsippany. And they're like, there's a rumble in Parsippany tonight. And everyone's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to fuck suburbia up. But around when I was like 17, I did see uh, Henry Rollins' band uh, at uh, Hoboken and Maxwell's. And God, what an experience. Black Flag. It wasn't even Black Flag. It was him with his shirt off going, do it, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool to, to to see him you know i mean to yeah see the oh. flash it's sort of like seeing the beatles in the day for me guys luck luck oh, absolutely we were very lucky and then you got to see the best of the beatles starring peter best <laughs> good one well, that was the name of his album don't get me wrong i didn't come up with that the oh he made the best of the beatles that's the name of he made a record what for what do you do he made a record and the record is called best of the beatles yeah yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, look, the guy wasn't good enough. He earned his way out. He was a drummer, but he just didn't, you know, there were fuck-ups. You can't fuck up. I don't know. And he's, he lived, right? Sue fucking died. So it couldn't yeah. be worse. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so is this I gotta catch California? you up in the film here. Yeah, we I have. Know. Yeah, we have met Chris. Chris, he's our kid. Okay, and okay. we're meeting the coach, and of course we're seeing because it's a typical movie. He's bad at baseball. But the Tom girl, the Tom boy is good, is good at baseball. Right, she's the love interest because at that age, a boy is more appealing than a girl. So the tomboy is what he's interested in. Oh my God! So we should mention in the uh, Munchie movie, the uh, the girl int love interest was none other than Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's right. Her yeah. premiere role, yeah. There's some lineage to Munchies. Munchies have brought out the best in people, right? We had Harvey Corman in the first one. No. Dom DeLuise and Love Hewitt in the second one. No, no, that's no. no. That was a rest stop on these stars' careers. As they, you know, this was Munchie gets no credit for those people. Oh, I'm gonna go with master class acting with Munchie Strikes Back, Lily Ed Down. Hello, <laughs> you might remember me from Meeksville Ghost or Munchie Strikes Back. Well, she was in all these beauty pageants when she was only 15. She won Britain's Most Beautiful Teenager. So uh, she earned it. Munchies didn't do it to her. She was in Pink Panther. Pink Panther Strikes Again. Oh, how cool. Yeah. Well, I feel like she was, was she a guest on The Muppet Show, Carl? Probably. I, I didn't find that out. Probably the one they pulled from Disney Plus. Well, I mean, she started, like, she was, could have been a huge deal. I'm sure in her personal life, she's a big deal. But she got to... From 2003 to 2012, she was on the Bold and the Beautiful Soap Opera. So, oh, yeah. yeah, she, you know, that's, I don't know. Now, this guy was the principal in our last film, and he's funny. You know, he's Mr. Poindexter, and he's upset about his garden. Now, can I tell you, like, the principal in that second movie, he was kind of a leech, right? Listen, I don't know what's with you. If there's sex involved, it's like inappropriate. No, 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 no. It's appropriate. It's a, it's, no, it's, it was, appropriate. It's comedy. It's also a kids' movie. No, it's, but it it's, was it's, consensual. The secretary was in love with him, and he was in love with the secretary. They were mean, banging in the school. It was a kids' film where the principal was banging the secretary in his office. <laughs> it was a kids' <laughs> film. Well, they weren't banging. They were talking about their love for each other and getting close to kissing. They did not bang. Carl, he's wearing your shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, his is a sort of the right size. Uh, right, yeah, my bad boobs would be sticking out of this. Tri triple X uh, version of, look how it's like cowboy-esque. Oh, yeah, sure. Dun, 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 dun. Not magnificent. So she can't turn off her sprinklers. Look, she's going to kick the dog. She Look, did the dog get kicked.com? <gasps> That's not even. Dog's honored. Dog's going to jerk off to that. Leslie had down, kick me. So she's like, I can't adjust my sprinklers to not go on your flowers. And he's like, there will be a scathing editorial in Horticulture's Weekly. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry I'm comparing this movie to its predecessor, but the mm -hmm. kids' room had like Marvel shit on the walls. Remember he had like a like Wolverine? Oh, right, right. That's, like, right. That's pretty hip. He was yeah, oh yeah. It probably cost him nothing back then. They're like, yeah, whatever. Promoter comic books. Thanks, buddy. Right. It was absolutely a different time. I remember <laughs> always thinking that superheroes should be in movies. I used to always oh, think geez, that. Yeah. Every time one came around, 
you know, there was no CGI, so it just looked so cheap and so fake. Oh, they tried. The the Superman movies from the, the at least the first couple ones in the late eight the seventies. They tried. You know, it, it was kind of campy. Like we know as a guy not really flying, but you know, just no, well, that it. one's a good example. If you're talking about Christopher Reeve, yeah. Well, that was a good. See, to me, DC was bullshit, and Marvel was. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted Fantastic Four movie. I oh, absolutely. Movie. I've seen. Have you seen all three? We did the. We did early. Uh, there's a bootleg Fantastic Four that Roger Corman made and retained the rights. Uh, yeah, he had the rights of the Fantastic Four, but he had to make a movie on a deadline, and so he said, "Fuck it, we got two weeks, and there's uh -huh. no special effects in it." You know, like it's like a fake rubber arm, maybe at most. But it's horrible, and it was on YouTube like four years ago. It's been pulled since. Uh huh. That's too bad yeah. for us. That would be perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. We did it. Well, I did it uh, prior to uh, being. Uh, a host. I I did it uh, as an early one. Just it was there. I was like, oh shit. Was there a Stan Lee appearance? <laughs> no. See, we could have a lot of fun with that movie. You know. Yeah. You know, if it pops up again, let's do it again. I I think it's worth doing it again. So, essentially, Munchie has shown up. You're like, did you see it? Did you see it? What are you talking about, Chris? She she Chris. has a British. She isn't, let's see, let's listen to her voice. You hear that English accent? Stuff everywhere. Oh, there's stuff everywhere. Goodness. Now, how is she the mother of, hey, mom, did you see it? It doesn't make sense. This is another, like, single mom, right? The other movie, didn't she, Blondie Anderson, the mom. Yeah, that's it? right. Oh my now, God. she was on WKRP, and Munchie's voice is Howard Hessman from WKRP. There's your connection. This is 94 Hessman, so was he doing, like, right. head of the class? Like, what was it? Like, he was just reeling in residuals? What a good question. Uh, Dr. Johnny Fever, let's see. That was, uh, I think it was long over. 78 yeah. was what yeah that's long over basically this is a decline part of his career i don't have it all in front of me i only took out the cool stuff like no, he was I, a close friend and sometimes lover of janis joplin in the late 60s ugh, i could see the photos of that right him with his awful beard his mustache <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, right, right, well, check out this he was arrested once for selling an ounce of marijuana in san francisco hey well, wasn't he in like i think he was in the committee or there was a san francisco sketch group in the 60s i think he was part of uh -huh. the wacky hippie moving company or something like that. now people forget he was on soap well actually people forget soap right so um, right right he he was he was on soap he did a lot of tv before krp but it wasn't it was a, except for soap which he did a little part he was part of the series like he was on sanford and son once well, you he know, my favorite Billy Jack, you know, that film, you know, we did. Yeah, Billy, sure, Jack. Billy Jack. Oh, he was in Billy Jack. Probably yeah. with that mustache. He he was in uh, Police Academy 2, uh -huh. their, their first assignment. He was the police chief and he was really good. And he's he's gone on record saying how awful that movie is. But, you know, that movie was saved by his performance. He grounded it. Like, wow, he was given, that's like, a cool. real. Yeah, it's a good movie. Second one. I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you. I, I saw the first one. I don't even remember how it went. When I bump into it, it's like HBO's on when I'm in high school and it's some, there's a riot, you know? 
You oh, yeah. love that film. That, well, HBO that uh, HBO Max has released all of them. You can, I don't think the first one's on there, but two through seven is is now on HBO Max. <laughs> if you don't know the first one, then you can't get the other jokes in the. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's like why is this woman timid and then she's like aggressive? What's going on? <laughs> a lot of characters from the first one don't make the second one. Really? There's like a, yeah, there's a guy who reads Mad Magazine. He's out. There's like a Lothario who dresses up as a woman. Uh, he's out. You know you why? Know? They didn't know it was going to be a series. They just thought they made a movie. I bet you they would have. A sequel to that piece of shit? I bet you they would have <laughs> all been in it. If uh, Sweet, they... look at this. He's got office chairs with his television set and an Atari 5200. Now, he's playing the movie. No, it's a fake video game. And it's called uh, Death Race 2000, which, which is was a, a Roger movie. Corman film. Yeah, yeah. Directed by Paul Bartel, Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, David Carradine. Paul Bartel was in the original Munchies. Munchies, yeah, 1987, as you recall. Ah. Remember in the end, he has this, he just plays the neighbor. No, yeah, he plays right. the science. I... He just shows up. Paul Bartel always had the pleasure of just showing up in movies. And you go, oh, hey, it's Paul Bartel. <laughs> now look uh, at the cool say, ass this, car. That's a Death Race 2000 car car. Is it literally? I, I My research did not. I see it's it's in the style of it's something like Frankenstein. David Carradine would drive. Hmm. No, look at this. It's got fangs. Pretty badass. Look at the camera angles. Look now at the they're like screen screen. Like why be in a video game when you could play it for real? So now they're playing a real. What movie do you think they got this footage from? It's probably. I guess it's. Oh, they shot it. No, this is them. Look at that! Break that. Great. That's great cinema. Break it again. Oh. <laughs> I told you the story when I broke one of those. What happened to your car? Well, nothing, but the cops were chasing us. Remember I told you that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. We parked. Both road apartments. We just parked the car and the cop went zoom. I forgot oh, why it came up. Why okay. did you break it? Oh, We're going to see some serious budget now. The reason I broke it is because I was 20 stupid and drinking <laughs> is why I broke it. So you did it intentionally? It wasn't, or it was a mistake? You're like, what, no, what was that? It was the middle of the night. We were driving on the sidewalks of the campus, <laughs> <laughs> which is not allowed at Monkler State. And so, you know, we, I, we broke that. I would say we as if I wasn't driving. Yeah. Broke that thing, and the cops' lights went woo, and we drove. Man, I, I, I. <laughs> Did you hide we, in the cemetery? I went on. Uh, no, it was. I didn't go by the cemetery. I went the other way, and on Normal Avenue, made a left on the Upper Mountain or whatever it is, Clove Road, ducked down to Clove Road, and parked the car. And the cop car curved around Clove Road and zoomed past oh, us. That's great. Good job, girl. Because that would have been a life-changing night. I mean, you know, hello, Mrs. Haupt. Yes, your piece of shit <laughs> son is down here in jail. <laughs> uh, Muckler State University pol uh, Police. Yes. No, it was the, uh... the real police. Yeah. Yeah, the, the police police, I should say. Look at this. It's such death rate two thousand looking. Look, uh, you're seeing a lot of budget right now. A lot of budget. But it doesn't make sense, Carl, because this isn't earned at all. I mean, no, he just meant mushy. 
right. This isn't like the rough part of the movie where the hero's got to get through. No, this is his fantasy. Well, see, we're still in the beginning of the film, and what we're establishing is much you can do, pretty much anything. He's here to make your life better. But just like the original film, he goes to help him, and, you know, it, it causes him trouble. But in this film, the difference is he makes the choices that cause him to get in trouble, the hero himself. Okay, well, that's good. That's at least a story. Yeah. You, who's more powerful, Munchie or Deadpool? Uh, I think Deadpool just from box office alone. Oh, yeah, it's true. Does it, <laughs> Munchie doesn't even hold a candle to Deadpool's box office. I love that T-shirt. You, do you remember when your kids were wearing T-shirts that said, you know, junior high? Yeah. Well, actually, my kids would uh, have those. It was Pearl R. Miller is the name of the school. And they would have Spirit Week. And, you know, there would always oh, yeah. be shirts showing up. They would have, um, they used to do this competition. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, there's a lot. There was a lot of love our junior high in, in my kids growing up. I One time I told him, you should get on a, see, Pearl R. Miller was a woman uh, who the school was named after, and her photo was there, and she's like a 1950s hornroom glasses person. So I was like, for Halloween, you should wear a skirt and put on the glasses. We'll get you a wig, and you could be Girl R. Miller. Oh, that's great. Oh, look at this. He has an actual video game. Yeah. He's got a Super Nintendo. Right. That's cool. And check out times 11 a.m. How quirky. That's how, no, well, he gets, he always is sleeping with girls. Maybe he lives in a residency. The puppet is so bad. Look, he goes. It's weird. It's weirder goes, than the last movie. He goes, how can, you've got to make all this stuff disappear. And he goes, I know something that'll make all your stuff disappear. He goes, what's that? Reaganomics. You're kidding. No. Hessman. All right, we'll add the line, Hessman. Shut up. Yeah, man, because, you know, Ronald Reagan, I know, I know, it's 94, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> well, in the way end of the movie, they'll make a Clinton reference. Oh, God, dear Lord. <laughs> well, it's like they say, okay, Munchie, you're off to help another person, someone who really needs a lot of help, and then they show you Clinton. But it's like young Clinton. It's like the first term Clinton, right? Yes, that's right. Like the biggest scandal is that he was fat. <laughs> right. He hasn't even done the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The biggest scandal is he told people he wore boxers instead of briefs or the other way around. <laughs> Remember? And he plays saxophone on a late night talk show. This guy's a joke. This guy is a joke, President. God, I couldn't believe that was like, it broke a barrier. He appeared on popular television. That's right. But, yeah. but Nixon had done that on on Laughing, remember? Sure. Yeah, it's available on TV. Suck it to me. <laughs> That's like such an asshole move. It's like, look, can you just, uh, you're going to dress yourself down, but everyone's going to be in on the joke. It's going to be fun. Can you say suck it to me? And then we hit, yeah, 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 sure. Fuck this shit. I'm the president of the United States. Yeah. Suck it to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but do you think he just didn't get it or he was doing it on purpose or he didn't get it he didn't get it was he pre he was president back then right or was yes. he governor or vice no he was absolutely and it was way before vietnam was going on but it was way before the controversy of watergate gotcha 
Yeah, all those shows. I, I think I said this before, but I watched an episode where Cher was in it, uh, who had a 60s show back then. <clears throat> so she, this is like 50 years ago. And every laughing they would have like laughing presents and they'll have all the women sing a song about hey we're we have sketches about water <laughs> so they did this like and that is the constitution and they end and you could clearly hear Cher said that was horrible oh really <laughs> yeah on the broadcast at the end of the number i laugh at it was great it was good, bless Cher. it was good of laughing to share the spotlight oh yeah with Cher. Yeah. Okay, so now you can see the motorcycles going on its own. I mean, what am I saying? Motorcycle. Now you can see the lawnmowers driving like a motorcycle. It's just going on its own. So you don't have to do the hard work. But what wish Oh, wait, wait, my love interest. Let me let me let me fix my hair. Okay, all right. Oh, you know she's a tomboy because her shirt's too big. Exactly. It's like a dress, but it's actually a, a softball shirt. Now, after the credits of the film, we will see a, like, uh, you know, a la Marvel, that little featurette at the end. Really? And it'll just be a woman being chased by this motor, that um, lawnmower that's going by itself. Okay, here's the real motorcycle and what tripped me up. This is rival love interest. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's right. And he, you know... This is her name's Jennifer, and she is the sought-after uh, love interest in this. And um, this guy is like Richie Rich kid. Oh, is he? Now, how old is he supposed to be? Like fifteen? He's probably twenty-four. I uh, know. I think these guys are. I think he's really like. He's no way he's fifteen. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't. Maybe would you love? Well. You know, Jackie Lee Har uh, Hurley or whatever the guy's name is in uh, Bad News Bears, he had a motorcycle, right? Uh, you know, the yeah. shit kid. Right. But but that was a point. He was just like a, a shit kid, you know, and the parents don't give Not a shit. a cool and... kid, right. Yeah. Now, you see the funny joke, Miss poor Mr. Poindexter's flowers are getting lawn mowered. Oh, uh, holy shit. Bye, fucked up again, kid. Jesus, Hesman's wearing a toupee. You see that on Munchie? Clearly, he's wearing a toupee. Clearly. At least they could have done a better job. <laughs> what a bad puppet he is, man. Anna oh, man. Horrible. Yeah. He's sticking. He just so happens to be popping out of a garbage can. It's not even, look at the garbage can. It's not even, like, uh, full. It's a broken yeah. garbage can to get the guy in there. Right. Right. It's so clear. Puppeteer. Bark, bark. We're mad. Bark. Does the dog bark.com. Look well, at this. Every movie. It's going to list every movie a dog's been in. Okay, this is the big game. And we find out that the coach of the opposite team is Shelby Carlisle. Oh, about time. Meanie. He's so Reagan. Now, yeah. this must be, is this California or like the fucking New Mexico? No, this is Los Angeles. I know, because look at those, that little range of, see, they're not yeah. really mountains, even though they give that impression. It's like a hill. But you can see this being an L.A. Well, I mean, I, th I think of Bad News Bears, which was shot in, I guess, in the Valley. Uh -huh. And they had these little rinky-dink 70s uh, softball fields. Well, look at the brush. Not, not, of course, on the lush green field, but look at the brush behind them. I mean, yeah. it's very much Los Angeles desert, you see. Yeah, you're right. You can see and Bob Hope. It's now. all, it's all um, orangey, 
dry and wow it's a home run yep that's right and that's the son of carlisle carlisle yeah carl i bet i i bet against them they're gonna break my fucking legs carl <laughs> that's the way to do it boy that's a winner son go for it to the max <laughs> now i think that this script made a little mistake it should have made the 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 rival love interest uh carlisle's son they should have done that because the love the love interest rival has all these like i'm a rich kid i only care about money stuff in his character they should have just combine the two and it would have been better for the plot it would have been mother against boss son yeah. against look at this. this these guys are acting as much as i shouldn't bind her like he's perfect for this right he's wearing the denim he's more chill anyone can be perfect for this you know what i mean he doesn't bring anything to it oh there's those impressions we've heard so much about oh that was a wacky pratfall like he always does you get none right. of that. he doesn't bring anything you he know, is really good. A very long and distinguished career for such a dud yeah oh jesus uh, he's still alive you know he's still uh, around is Binder? he yeah he is I, I heard him on gilbert godfrey's show oh okay well he was gary marshall's first choice for mork really on happy days yeah oh yeah, yeah that episode now they go don't they go meet laverne and shirley in that episode when mork shows up yeah i don't and yeah and i Okay, I saw it with my own two eyes, but I probably just saw it the day, the night it aired, you know? Um, well, you, I, you know this. Oh, yeah, but you know the story of that episode, right? No. The night no, it no. aired, Mork disappears. In syndication, they added a scene where Mork's like, oh, I should invest. You should need to investigate this planet called Earth, Mork. Okay. Uh-huh. They added, like, a, a scene... It was already in syndication. I know this because Happy Days was king of syndication. And you watch reruns during the day, and then once a week you watch the new episode. And they re-aired Mork, which was already in syndication. Ah. Mork had, and they had a new ending saying, oh, I, I'm going to Denver, Colorado? Okay. It's our setup. Yeah. The year of the current year? All right. And so the series was launched. Yeah. We need that backstory. Oh, how many series like so love american style had love in the happy days with uh richie cunningham and marshall made it into happy days and there's laverne and shirley and there's mork and mindy right mork and Min oh. uh, mork uh laverne and shirley's the big one yeah and i think that lenny and squiggy had a two-second thing oh well, that would have been awesome yeah but it didn't it's like oops all crunch berries nothing but lenny and squiggy <laughs> Oh, man, he's hitting the bottle hard. You know what's funny about him? He asked for a divorce from his second wife after 36 hours. <laughs> what did you go with years? Like, I made a mistake. 36 hours, Jesus Christ. I guess he gave it a day's worth, and then he slept on it? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. Now, listen, John Biner uh, did have – okay, he was in the soap TV series as like a detective, so he knew, um, uh, yeah, from that. But this is most interesting to our show. He was the judge in RoboDoc. Yes, RoboDoc. 
The Mass Lampoon Drogo Dog, which we watched. Right. Which I enjoyed because I had to watch it. If I saw it like on my own, I would have flipped the channel. Yeah, I think that one was like the most political National Lampoon movie I've seen. With his, mm-hmm. his satire of the medical field. I don't think so. I think that was a, a data from Next Generation. Uh, yeah, and and a lot of it was about lawyers. Wait, look at these bad news bears. I mean, you knew it was very silly, the movie. They weren't saying, like, medical billing is killing our industry. It was really though. Yeah, I know, and they had something to say, so that's why I feel like it's the most political. I don't think anyone else had anything to say other than add some extra scenes of girls topless. Right, and one of those girls was the wife of... David Fastino. Yeah, because... she she wasn't topless in that scene. Let's give her some credit. No, she was a nurse in that, and she didn't ever get topless. No. Ooh. So he's got his own baseball cap. Like, so you're a baseball loser, huh? I'm gonna give you some. He's like, do you like baseball? Well, if you like peanuts, popcorn, and hot dogs, you do. Yeah. Munchie, where do you get your fucking clothing? <laughs> uh, gotta go. Now, but yeah, how come you only talk to me from a garbage can or like a yeah when nobody's dumpster? I'm keeping a low profile. Now, Shelby Carlisle will now witness the creature, and this will start a big act two. He's in a fucking garbage can again. Yeah. What? Look at him! I'm acting. Oh, yeah, he shakes his head, clears, rubs his eyes. I'm an actor. I'm going to act. Give him some credit. This was shot, wasn't shot back to back, you know. He must have shot this in one day. <laughs> Listen, I give this guy his props and that he, look how he's tiptoeing now. He's doing his job. You want a comedic, funny, th- you know, whoa! whoa. I mean, you these Jack Ritter pratfalls, the whole. Jack Ritter. He is Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper. Jack, oh, I, did I combine? It was it John? He said Jack Ripper. Yeah. John Ritter and Jack Tripper. Tripper. Oh, yes. I didn't realize it was so close. Yeah. Jack Ripper. Rip. Okay, never mind. I'm not even trying anymore. So he does his job as a comedic actor, right? Is it funny? Right. Kind of. Like right now, he's going to end up, you know, head first down in that sack of uh, laundry. You know, he's going to do his pratfalls and jokes. Oh, no, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't- I hope he doesn't hurt the puppeteer inside. <laughs> Toby, at, are you in there? Sesame Street needs you. It's a laundry basket full of absolutely clean laundry. They're fine. <laughs> and how big is that? Like, how many fucking students are in there that they need, like, a giant fucking bit of puppeteer oh, well, basket? Towels. Maybe it was the distribution of clean towels that looked. Oh, that's disgusting. In a big fucking <laughs> garbage can? <laughs> Okay, good hustle, good hustle, good hustle. Now he's like, you guys have to start, stop sucking out there. And they're like, but dad, it's, sh- it's we're winning, you know, whatever to whatever. And she goes, that, you call that winning? Just because you're winning, you think you're winning? <laughs> now, Kronos, can you answer a question for me, Kronos? Is this still the same day or has time elapsed? It's the same day, same suit, right? Uh, they will actually, they will wear the same stuff the whole movie, even though it's absolutely not the same day. Is it the it's the same, same fucking suit. It can't be because they had baseball practice. 
And he went home and he spent he slept the night. No, it's not the same day, but they will wear the same stuff. Yeah, because he has the same colored shirt, same tie, same like kind of big boy jacket. And I think you pointed it out in an early family film that we did. And even in Meeksville Ghost, that that's the way uh, you do it for kids' movie. Yeah, it's a shorthand. You know, it's like sketch comedy. You dress up as a doctor and you have a doctor's set. And then the stars, and you go, oh, they're in a doctor's office. Right. You know, it's it's just kind of kabuki clothing. But he could at least shave the mustache. So he's saying that kid, Chris, is a problem. No, it wasn't Chris. It's somebody else. That kid is a problem. It's Oh, yeah, it's the love interest uh, rival. And he goes, uh, I want you to hit him with the ball. Take him out of the game. And he's like, Jesus Christ, Dad, you're evil. And he goes, son, in this world, you know, you are going to be evil too. He goes, all right, Dad. All right. He's going to so, hit the ball right at the pitcher and take him out. Whoa. California. Look at this umpire. I was in a Roger Corbin movie. It was called Bunchy Strikes Back. Check out my sizzle reel. Well, the thing is that I I uh, I didn't look him up, and I Why bet you lots of oh, killed it. And the kidnards. Oh, he's down. Uh, all that for nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'll never regret this moment. Act, sigh, <laughs> act, and roll him. You, use your shoulders. Use your shoulders to express disappointment. Ah. Uh, so, of course, Shelby is like, let's not make a federal case out of this. Like, who cares a kid got hurt? Man, this is, you know, I, the director does okay. Look at this. They got everyone on the same screen. And they got the blue sky. I think he's an okay director. absolutely does okay. This guy is a competent, competent guy. He can't be held responsible for the script or the, he can be held responsible for Roger Corman, though. He sought, this director sought out Roger Corman, who was an idol. He like left right. a successful business in 1980 and just ended up on that guy's doorstep. And, you know, he's a 20 year veteran now of these Hollywood, what, exploitation films? 150 films he made. No kidding. A lot of them, Roger Corman, like so many of them. Uh, Big Mama 2 uh, with Angie Big Dickinson. Uh, not of this earth with Tracy Lords. Yeah, I remember that movie. I worked in a video store in the 80s. I totally remember that box. Right. Uh, the Return of the Swamp Thing with Heather Locklear. That was 89. Wow. That would have been in your video shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's like, I think that's on Amazon. What a strange title for a sequel, Return of the Swamp Thing. It's so retro and also so, like, foreign because you need to say Swamp Thing up front, right? It's right. sequel, it's movie sequel two. And then Return of, like, you never really see, like, I guess, uh, what's oh. Return of the Jedi, I guess? No, Return of is a... It's barely used now. Okay, it's, so it's... Munchy Magic is making him be a great pitcher, and it's really just cheating, cheating, cheating. Yeah, I know. It's also weird. No one's like... It... Um, hard bounty with Kelly LeBrock. So he's he does he's a good. stupid film with some sexy, sexy woman. Give me Leslie Ed Downs. I got you, Kelly Brock. Okay, I wrote a script. Let's do it. Body Chemistry Four with Morgan Fairchild. 
Ooh, he's got all the ladies. Yeah. That's a lot of body chemistry to make four movies worth. Yeah. Body chemistry was yeah. stupid fucking. Oh, I did your I did your exploding meth lab joke. Oh, you did? How'd yeah, it go? A big laugh. Uh, remind the audience of the joke, your joke. Oh, uh, well, um, it was like like a, a man and a woman maybe have chemistry together. And you said, yeah, we have the chemistry of an exploding meth lab. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I, I did this bit about like a girlfriend who's into horoscopes and how it isn't realistic. And I did a thing. And, you know, but baby, we have chemistry, like, at the way end. She's breaking up with me because the horoscope told her, you know. And that was, and then I, your, your punch was the end of the bit because it was funny. It was oh, that's the cool. part. I love it. Uh-oh. So, all right, so this kid's going to, like, aim for the Narge or something? Or, like, he's conflicted? Should I? Well, he's got munchy magic, so our hero, Chris, will get a uh, home run. Time out! I'm out. I'm doing the the this is a T. It says for timeout. Yeah. Huh. Man, this kid, regular Bud Abbott. Walk him, walk him. So look, he goes to throw him a ball. Strike one. I'm the trying to walk, walk. You All this Coke product, Coca Cola. They were drinking Munchy Coke before. Always says, Say the magic word, which means you're supposed to say a magic word, but then he says the magic word. I feel ripped off by him. Yeah, a lot of, I don't know. I would remake this movie. Either. What? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. You know, you remember Superman in 80. I'm sure it's, that was, you know, sort of came from that. Oh, maybe he's like, Corman, do you have any footage of someone circling the Earth? Uh, let me check. Yep. Yep, I do. Yep. It right. is. Yay! I'm the big winner! I've never felt success before. Thank you, Munchie. But he didn't he, earn success. He didn't earn it. He just he got it. given. Yeah. But still, he feels the... It's so like, funny, this wish fulfillment movies. I'm very disappointed, son. Oh, screw you, Dad. Now, because it's a movie, here comes the ball, and it's going to bonk him on the head, and it doesn't kill him. Oh! No, that's that's not Munchie's way. But he, he does fall back backwards. He's a good pratfaller. He is like a check tripper. He does his part. He really does his part. Yay! I'm a winner, thanks to cheating. Yeah. And and coach the they the coach is wearing the same outfit always, but he also has in his hand the soda. Spider's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna keep. Oh, uh, this is another day, so uh, you shouldn't be holding. Yeah, I think I am gonna hold it. <laughs> hi, I'm Sally, the continuity person. Oh, hi, Sally. Yeah, hi, Sally. The soda. You see, logically, it wouldn't make sense to do. Well, I think I'm gonna hold it. Uh, yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, I'm I've gonna hold it. Fifteen years now doing this, I think I know that I should hold. Ooh, ooh, the continuity girls here. What's the matter? Well, director, Finer uh, won't won't let go of the soda. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for doing your job. <laughs> yeah. really let this one slide. We'll put an asterisk <laughs> in the credit. Okay, so as you know, Leslie Ann Down lost her job. 
right? Whoa. She, she doesn't tell the boy because she wants to protect him. Now, the boy came home from his baseball game, and she's like, how was your game, Chris? The thing is, <laughs> she doesn't go to her kid's baseball game. Oh, yeah, right. So wait a minute. Did someone give him a ride home, or did he just walk home? I have no idea. I have no idea. Now, she's in a the single baseball mom. practice... Oh, wow. In the yes, in the baseball practice, uh, she picked him up in the station wagon. So that would imply it requires a ride home. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, do you remember those phones with the rotary built into the headset? Yes, that's right. It was a transition phone for the older. Yeah. Uh huh. You still like if you had to call an emergency, you had nine, <laughs> and then you're like one one quick. Yes. <laughs> right. you gotta make up. You gotta make up time for that night. Okay, I'm stealing that. All right. <laughs> Carl, Jesus Christ. Right. One, one. Will Hurry you do up. that joke if you're first? That, that would make me, if you go first, can you do that joke? Mike, you have supplied me with so many open mic jokes. I I tell you, I mean, <laughs> you saw, remember that one time I did that thing, all the writing credit uh, bikes, Beagle, but I, yeah. I could do four of those videos. God, there's a video of the audience going, Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> the weirdest thing I've seen. Now, you know I told a horrible joke in that segment, so it can never see the light of day again. And uh, I can't really edit it out because it's in the middle, you know? But that I'll you're exactly you. right. By the end of the set, people were like, my credit, my writing. Yeah, credit. right. You kept tagging every joke with, that joke was written by Mike Spiegelman. Yeah. And at the end of the set, people were like... Mike, they're they're complete your tag. I don't know, if Carl. Find your voice. Do what you, do what's good for you. Like I if did, you want to do my. No, yeah, right. I said I have a staff of writers, and his name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, look, you saw that video. It worked. I mean, you were blinded by the bad joke, but other than that bad joke, they they liked your joke. Okay, Look at this. He's going on a prom. Yeah, it, it's just the dance. So. As you know, our love interest rival got hurt by Carlisle's son with the baseball. So therefore, he cannot take our love interest to the dance. So it's like, his loss is our gain! And now, uh, look, he turns mm -hmm. Right. Now, it's not the prom, but they're treating it like the prom to impress Jessica. Weird. You know, you are absolutely right. That the rival should have been the son of the uh, adult rival. Doesn't that make perfect sense for the plot? Perfect sense. Yeah, and also, Whoa, we human. don't we don't get Carlisle versus the mom anymore. He came on to her. She refused. He fired her, and that little subplot's over. It was just setting up our situation. This I had never seen Munchie as a human before, and I've seen three Munchies movies so far. Well, you're right that the guy talking, who's the chauffeur, has Howard Hess, Howard Ness, Hessman's voice. It is Munchie. Oh, but it's not. It's not Hessman the actor, but it's Hessman the voice. No. What do you mean? Is the chauffeur Hessman? Like, is he uh, is he played by? No, he's not. That would have been better, right? Actually, yeah. now that you mention it. That would have been perfect. Listen, Howard Hessman probably was in a studio for two days and maybe showed up for pickup. Right, probably he just, yeah. So now it's like, oh, I'm impressed. Now she's impressed until he goes to the, the dance and starts telling everyone about his great baseball story. And he becomes a drag. And so he's going to learn the life lesson that, you know, don't be a snotty asshole. 
Yeah. Well, none of it's earned, right? He didn't win shit. It was he and Munchie do all the bullshit. That's right. And he acts like, you know. Did it. God, it's so creepy. What a What's weird creepy? town allows kids. It's just uh honey, we're gonna go to the dance. Okay, do you need a chaperone? Nah. I've well, I've got my driver. But they're at an age in which I mean, they're not like 16-year-olds who would be kissing and stuff. They're just like 12-year-olds. Ooh, look at it. That's pretty. Yeah. He, he did the filter. Yeah. He, he loves the filter. Oh, car phone, Carl. That's called a car phone. Oh, I've heard of that. Police have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rich people have it. <laughs> they, have, they have a car fax because you need the fax in your uh, car. Mm-hmm. That's right. If there's a business transaction coming, fax it to me then. What's his name? Gecko. Gecko had his brick. Yeah, go to Gecko. Oh, my my favorite is uh the player. Mm-hmm. He has a Carfax and a message is coming. He's like, I know you killed him. Right? He's like, what? What's the fact? I love that. Like, this is yeah. the same band that was with Munchie in the beginning. So I guess they're local. Well, no, wait a minute. So a school blew up and then they're just not even talking about like what happened. No, they're at another school, but they're the same band. Why do you, uh, good girls like bad boys? <laughs> I always think of Valley Girl when they yeah. have Johnny, are you queer boy? <laughs> Josie Cotton at the prom. Now, this band was like, I don't know, the internet was like, and the band this, and the band that, and this the lead singer of the band had a long career in like doing music in TV and movies and stuff. I don't know. They love them. Okay. They think the movie thinks that they're a big deal. Carl, I, I hate to interrupt, but for punch, would you like green or red? <laughs> I would like the red punch, please. That has the yeah. What's in the green? I wonder what the green tastes like. Well, it ta- it looks like jello. No, it doesn't. It's too liquidy. Um, yeah. what oh, the it's probably is that algae that remember that was popular for a while it was like a pyramid oh, yeah. superfood maybe Super it's food. like mint like kid creme de mint <laughs> yeah that would be better that would be good <laughs> with a little chocolate yeah right 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 so he's boring with his boring stories you're boring me well it's bragging he's doing lots of bragging he goes that's the seventh time you told that story people like when I tell how I won would you like to dance? <laughs> and he's being a real snob. Now, Munchie's going to give him the power to read minds. And uh-huh. everyone he encounters is going to be like, You're a loser. You're a fucking, yeah, dick. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, man, I would not want that ability. I'll walk down the street out here. Loser. There goes that loser. <laughs> but he learns a life lesson from it. I should just be myself. Yeah, that's a pretty good person to be, you know. Munchie would... <laughs> None of it's earned. None of it's earned. Mm-mm. I'm surprised like no one has died in this movie. Hey, anything you want. You want to play Death Race 2000? <laughs> I want you to kill the, my teacher. Whoa, buddy. <laughs> now, you remember what a piece of shit House 4 was? How it was like as a script, they did every like ghost yeah, yeah, scary yeah. movie shtick that none of them were related. Well, the same guy who wrote that wrote this. Really? What a yeah. small world. Yeah. In Hollywood, I guess. Well, this, uh, this movie makes more sense. I mean, House 4 was all over the place. 
this movie makes more sense. That's right. It's true. Now, how do you think they'd make Munchie? Is this stop? Is this like California Raisin animation, or like is this like puppetry? I guess it's got to be puppetry. You see how the head shakes and the hand squeezes? It's puppetry. And yeah, it's but look terrible. at his lips. What about him? I feel like it's animation, like stop motion. The, I think the internet would have told me that this is a puppet. I mean, the internet refers to it as a puppet. Yeah. Huh? I kind of dig. If you look, it's like claymation would have a. Okay, it's the sense of a puppet in that you see the hand just twists for no fucking reason. It's not gesturing what he says or anything. Right, right. Claymation, they would have been able to think it out and storyboard it. Here's just some dick puppet guy going. Oh, I think there's like at least two dick puppet guys. Yes. One's probably squeezing a suction ball so that the hands close. Um, he's The joke here is... Um, that the Twinkie hasn't expired. Okay, so we first get to see, he goes, hey, the lo lo rival love interest will be back next game. And he goes, I don't know. We did it pretty well without him. And then the, you hear the coach think, God, what a jerk. What a thing to say. It's going to happen over and over. He has a Coke problem. Yeah, he's got the same bottle of Coke. Now, he is wearing a different outfit, but the scene calls for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I appreciate that. So this is the third, like, so there's a Coke, a, a bottle Coke dispensary in the locker room, which, as yeah. you know, every junior high had. Right. Uh, at least well, in the they 80s. had it. It was costly. Did your school have, like, a vending machine? Actually, no. And when my kids went to school, I went in there and saw, like, Coke vending machines. I was like, what is this fucking bullshit? You can buy M&M's candy here? This is, come on. That's, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was money, just, money, it was... money, 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 money. Just don't make the money. Just be a school. Just don't well, make extra money. There was a Simpsons episode where they introduced a vending machine and Bart got so fat he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like the school put it in there because the school makes money off of it. Why can't we have a show in which Bart's the dad? Don't you think it's time? I think it's time. You're absolutely right. Well, when is my live action Simpsons movie coming? I don't know that we need that, did, right? No, we need Flintstones, the best live, you know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, it was the best live. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. The Simpsons, uh, the, the Flintstones were a primetime animated show in the 60s. <laughs> and then, you know, it was syndicated. And, yeah. So by the time the 90s rolled around, you had a new generation. And they said, let's make a live, and you, know, and you had a whole generation that grew up on it, and they yeah. said, let's go this level, you know, so I do think there'll be, like, a live-action Simpsons, a live-action Family Guy movie, it's just... But aren't they been around 30 years? It would have happened by now, right? The Simpsons themselves had one movie in, in 07, right? I, I enjoyed that film, uh, yeah, yeah, there was a big well. bubble, they were in a... Yeah, yeah, it had Albert Brooks as, like, a... Schwarzenegger was president. Right, right. It was right, good. Right. It was like three episodes back to back, but I enjoyed it. Well, you know, it's theatrically. I saw it with my wife. She was pregnant uh, at the time. There's a scene where Bart's naked and they keep covering up his wang, and there's a scene where they explicitly show it. Mm hmm. But if you watch it on, like, uh, I guess Disney Channel, oh. uh, Disney Plus, they, they still censor that. So the theatrical release showed Bart's penis. 
Gotcha. Whoa. Slong and Dom. Yeah, yeah. And the boys. Boys on the boy. <clears throat> the joke was that it was covered up and then he goes, he skateboards past his uh, uh, hedge that has uh, a little line, like, so you could clearly see, like. Uh-huh. So it covers up his whole body, but his penis. Like, it was that kind I of. I think humor. I don't remember that because it was a cartoon. Right, I would remember that if it was the live action. Well, the live action movie should need. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get arrested for that. All right, well, uh, let's look at them. Speaking of pervs, I'm gonna photograph you from my scrapbook. <laughs> so now she's gonna drop the bomb. Chris, we're in trouble. We could lose the house. I lost my job. The, the mortgage won't extend the loan. Oh, boy. We're up Shit's Creek, my boy. <laughs> I blame Clinton. This new Clinton fellow has ruined it for us conservative Republicans in California. There's the dad's face, and you'll see him in the end. So the movie wants what? us to remember the face, and we never do remember him. Is she a widow? Yes. Oh, man, I didn't cover that? No. Oh. That's one of the reasons why Munchie, you know, it's a family in trouble. So we wish fulfillment is bring back dead dad? No, no. Uh, we find out because, you know, this. if you watch this, this if you listen to the show, it's Spoiler City. It's yeah. got to be because it's more fun to spoil it. I'm sorry. You Go ahead and spoil it. You're on the edge of your seat to see what happens at the end of Munchie. It's fine. <laughs> <Spoil> <laughs> Well, we 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 were very hesitant to do this movie. You were so you were so burnt out. We were, oh, we yeah. were I was burnt out, and we we teased this movie, and you're like, no, enough so, time has passed. Yeah, enough time has passed, so you can re reveal the ending. It's fine. So in the end, we find out that the guy who requested Munchie go help a family on Earth, it's the dad. So I guess it is heaven because he's in front of Kronos and everyone else. But the thing is, when I first saw this film, I was like. Who the fuck is that guy? And he was such a pretty boy. I was like, maybe he was the star grown up. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would I even think that? You yeah, know? why would you think that? Right. So I had to see it again and again. As you know, uh, I saw actually, the movie four times. Congratulations. This is my fifth viewing of this piece of shit. And I can't believe it. That's a record. Now you, I can see in the frame, it's him. The director did not do a good job establishing what he looks like. Yeah, it's so weird that he would have a, a framed photo of his dad's his dead dad's headshot. That's right, it's weird. Now here's another thing that's really great. I mean, we've seen all three munch, munchy films, and yes. you can't make me see a fourth. <laughs> says end, you. At the end credits, it says the munch will return in Munchy Hangs Ten, but it never <gasps> got made. Surfing Munchy movie? Yeah, Cal a California Munchie. surfing Munchy movie. I love it. Yes, it would have been great. Go help a young... What am I saying? What am I saying? In concept, it's great, but you would have made me watch it. They would have had a puppet on a surfboard yep, in yep. the ocean. And he would have been helping a surf kid. Yeah, a white surf kid, boy. Right? Maybe, maybe it'll be a girl. Did you see that? Santa Monica Heritage Museum. Yeah, well, you know, Santa Monica is famous for its candles. Uh-huh. I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was the pier. It was, it's both, I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. The pier, notorious bad movie location. Which we don't see in this film. It's a good movie. 
there's a bird there oh never mind well he does do that they do the, he literally says never more they they do do that Corman's Cor- did the raven you know this famous oh so he's making a nod to himself even yeah it's the second time right we had death race we have the poe right. movies so now um now Carlisle is going to learn the backstory of who Munchie is, just like we did with the uh, laughing guy, the neighbor last oh time. Oh my God, that's right. We had laughing guy. Hardy Johnson. Hardy Johnson, right. So this is, he goes, this guy's name is Steve Franken and he's a good actor. He goes, I'm Professor Graves, M.T. Graves. Oh, M.T. Graves. Yeah, and then he goes, do you get it? <laughs> God bless. I should have played that. I should have oh, played well, that. Can you reenact right. it, Carl? I'll be right back. Check okay. chat. Check the chat. Okay, over. So, Stephen, I'm not telling the audience that the chat says I got to be. So, Stephen Franken, who's playing Professor Graves here, he was in Westworld, which is a favorite movie of mine. I don't mean the series of today, which was fine, but. Westworld in 1973 really was a mind blower for people of the concept of a robot that's like a human. He was also an angel in Demons in 2009, which I think is the the um, uh, the sequel to that. Um, gosh, what is that book called uh, with Tom Hanks? Um, and he was in another film called The Party in 68, which has got some fame to it. But um, but really, those are the extents of his Im- impressive credits. Let's listen to him. There's Munchie going across the Delaware. Power and wealth. That's what Carlisle's interested in. $1,000. That's a little steep, don't you think? He will pay. $1,000. Carlisle has no problem. Oh, yeah, that's right. He goes, I know your face. You came here when you were a kid looking for yeah. a poison dagger for your third grade teacher. Okay, so... We, it's just a funny little scene in which he learns about who Munchie is, and especially that he helped men of wealth and power. So now Carlisle is, of course, going to steal Munchie, just like last movie. Do you think uh, Empty Graves has a son named Shallow? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want you to meet my daughter. I spit on your grave. <laughs> it's good to meet you. I spit on you. Yeah. Pronounced, I spit on you. (laughs) How'd you get that name? You don't want to know. How'd you get the name I spit in your grave? Well, when I was conceived, they were... Okay, so now what's happening is the a miracle. It's raining money. It's raining dollar bills. This reminds me of Ghoulie's Three House. It does. This reminds me of us at the strip club when we make it rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dollar dollar bills, monopoly money. Yeah, it's like flittering dollar bills. Where's the neighbor? The neighbor doesn't show up. The neighbor will say, 
this money fell in my lawn and I'm giving it. He goes, well, how much is there, Mr. Poindexter? He goes, $38. <laughs> really? They, they did make a hay out of this. God. Yay, thanks. We didn't earn this. I'm doing some stupid punchline that isn't funny. They literally did not earn this money. No, Nothing they didn't. Earned and, but she's so dumb that she, like, is public about it. And the news people come and uh, interview her. Look at this. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, no one's grabbing the money. That's right. Now, this is Tony Naples, and she was the teacher in Munchie, Mrs. Baylock, who walks in on the principal kissing the yes. secretary. Right. Yeah. She was in she, – she didn't do well. She was in Deathstalker 2. Mm-hmm. Then she in eighty seven. She was in Hard to Die in ninety, which I don't know. But Is that Steven Seagal? Hard to Die was well. Then that's a credit. Yeah. It sounds like it is three sorority words. Sorority House Massacre too. Yeah. And then I don't she, know why that. Then she, that was nineteen ninety. So this is like a mature role for her. It's like you're not going to get killed. You don't have to take your top that's off. That's right. Interesting. Interesting yeah. how that news report was on my television set, and I watched it. <laughs> Look, he's looking right at the audience. I'm going to get that munchie, or my name isn't. He's talking to the kids. He literally yeah. the kids. That's a great way to go from a scene. Like, we're live outside the studio, cut to some guy turning off the report. Yeah, that's so TV. I mean, it's so movie, too. I mean, it just serves the plot. But the thing is, um, the fact that he turned to the audience and he goes, I'm going to get that munchie, kids. He said kids to the camera. Really? Yeah. So he, he's, so he, and there's no one else in the room, right? He was just he there. He broke the fourth wall, looked right at us, his glasses off. Okay, what basically, fuck, we're getting an apology now. Uh, look, you're right. Get, can you get this free money off my lawn? I'm keeping. He goes $38. God, look at the lighting. It's the middle of the day. And they still well, doing they that. Well, they always like... make her soft. Yeah. Um, maybe they're sponsored by Coca-Cola and Vaseline. <laughs> oh, this is good. I can buy a lawnmower. $38. And it's all mine. <laughs> all mine. It's on my property. You lose, you snooze. Uh oh! Oh no! Oh no! Look at that! He's got a suit a, on. Oh yeah. no! Oh, look at his pipe. His pipe. Oh, oh no. boy! Oh no! Oh, he's got a badge. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> you know he's he was from a bad the cop. Department. He's from the Treasury Department. T man. You know he got fired, and the the T man said, "Give me your badge and pipe." <laughs> that's right leave your badge and pipe you're on suspension you're on suspension put it on my desk here he goes to Santa Monica Pier and throws his pipe into the ocean <laughs> fuck this job I quit this is too much stress okay so <laughs> basically what we're learning is there is a counterfeit uh, a group of counterfeiters uh, th- these serial numbers they haven't been printed by the mint okay so yeah, no, I know. he's gonna have to to confiscate all the money. It's funny money. Downtown for questioning. Jesus Christ, the backlight in the in the middle of the day of suburbia. It's it's off putting. 
I mean, she's great. I like Leslie Ed Down. Mm-hmm. Was she on like talk shows or game shows or something? Uh, no, the last thing she was in was in 2000. She played Margaret Thatcher in, in this movie, a, a Reagan movie. Let's see, where is it? Down returned to acting playing British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher in the biographical drama Ronald. No, Reagan, starring Dennis Quaid. So that's 2020. Uh. So she's still out there. Uh, she was on that soap opera for years. That was her yeah, yeah. thing. She that's- was... It, the hooker nurse and Wally meet Wally Sparks. I guess I told y'all this. Yeah, yeah, Wally Sparks. Wally Sparks. Yeah. Now, uh, who should show up just as they leave? But Munchie's up in the thing going, come on in, big boy. I'm waiting for you. And we're going to get oh, Home Alone <laughs> shit right now. Right. So Home Alone was 90, right? 92. So this was after Home Alone. If it was, the- then they directly ripped off. Well, that's like every kid's movie has Tom Alone DNA in it. They all but, become wet but bandits. But it is very lit, light, mild. Look, he's got a crowbar, and he pretends right. to break into the already open door. <laughs> <laughs> Lupin, he is it. That's for sure. <laughs> I'll put the crowbar here. Squeak, squeak, right. squeak. Look how he's sleeping, right? I know, he's so such a comedic actor. Wiley Coyote is more subtle. Chris, is this your crowbar? What's that, Mom? What's that, Mom? I wish for a crowbar, and Munchie made it happen. Goldfish flakes. <laughs> Whoa! I guess I was wrong about that. Guess what, oh. Mike? This is the fourth time or fifth time I've seen this movie, and I didn't ever catch that before. Oh, this... Carl, actually, are you hungry? Would you like... Would you care for some nuts? Yes, please. Here, let me give you the... Oh, Mike! Mike! You better apologize to me, Mike. Oh, I'm so, listen, I'm so sorry, buddy. Let's shake on it. Okay. <laughs> you got to my puzzle, Michael! Damn okay, it. all right. Calm down. Carl, calm this down. Here, funny. smell the flower on my lapel. Oh, that will calm oh you down. My. <laughs> oh, my face is dripping. Okay, now look at this crap. This is, he's going to put firecrackers on Carlisle's butt. What? Yeah. I take good money for that. You, this is, you see, he's lighting the fuse, and now, oh, my, out, his ass. oh my butt will hurt. This is, it's a lot cheaper than bleaching your asshole, that's for sure. <laughs> damn, damn. Guinness. Oh, the kid has Guinness under his bed? Why is it I, double bed again? I've got a stunt gig for you. What is it? Oh, uh, of course, the marbles. This is Home Alone right here. Right. And he goes down the stairs and doesn't even oh. get hurt. Oh yeah, but we all know. Oh, this this the skate, the skate was like the piece of resistance. Look at a bowling ball. Bowling Ow! ball, a bouncing See, bowling if that ball. That was real. He would be dead. His skull would crack. Oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe Munchie's keeping him alive just to torment him. Now Kronos is like, you're fucking around again. I mean, you're dropping bowling balls on people's heads. You're fucking around again. He had a bowling ball. He had marbles to go, but that skate was lying there on its own. Look at this acting. Right. Yeah, he's great. He was just lying there. He happened to. Yeah. Much he didn't put that there. Fire in the butt. Again. Now this will bonk his head. You know. Let's get a break. Yeah, there we go. I'm a comedic actor, damn it. 
<laughs> Munchie, we're only doing one take of this. God. Look at how he does a good job. His glasses are all crooked. Uh, I got random. whipped cream in my face. <laughs> right in the eye. Damn it, I gotta go to work. Now, wait, let me put this up because this is for, she's getting electrocuted. Dumbass. So he goes, Munchie goes, oh no, kryptonite potato. What? See the potatoes above his head? Yeah. Did you hear it? He goes, the potatoes oh, are kryptonite potatoes. Now he's knocked out. Carl, what just happened? What did he press and make those potatoes fall on his head? I don't know how it sprung loose, but kryptonite. I think he threw something. I'm not sure. No, he clicked, he clicked the wall switch. And the potatoes fell? Yeah. Look, the, the kryptonite door's potato. open. Is this your crowbar? It's like someone used a crowbar to open an unlocked door. <laughs> now, Carlisle will come out and they will Excuse begin me. to chase him. And when they do, they leave the house wide open. Yeah, it's the bank's problem. It's the bank's problem at this point. Right, right. It is. You're right. So she's like, Recently, I lost my job. And she goes, well, don't worry, ma'am. I actually happen to also be the love interest. Really? I was going to say. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. doing. Now, it'll only be implied. They'll never, like, you know. Because I've got the your film's much. racing to an end now. We're, we're really? about to our act three chase. I kind of enjoyed this movie. I don't want it to end. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to remind you you said that. Yeah. Oh, get out of my way. I've got a bag. <laughs> now, there's no, like, Carlisle. That's my boss. There's none of that. Yeah. So they're like, he's like, they've got Munchie. And the mom's like, who are you fucking talking about? And she's like, who cares? Let's go. Now, was that a right car for Carlisle? Right? That was a pretty crappy car. Uh, yeah, well, that's his getaway car, you know. He hijacked, he carjacked a car, and then, uh, he, he broke into a car, hot-wired it, I should say. I don't think he did. He, I think that was supposed to be his car. He showed up in uh, it. Look at the Death Race 2000 shot yeah. that we saw earlier. I know, it's weird. <laughs> How'd you get out of that plastic bag? Now, the internet claims that this is edited from Little Miss Millions' car chase end scene, but I went to Little Miss Millions, fast-forwarded, and I do not find this either, so... Weird. Now, you I... can kind of tell it's a stuntman with just some prop in the back that's flopping around. <laughs> they, they said, okay, puppeteer, just leave the puppet here. But... And it did. It just bounces and flops. Every time they go to the sun and take a look at the back seat, you'll see it's boing, bouncing. See that see, bumpy head? We just saw this scene. Then driving curving well, like this. Well, it is the same death race footage, but no, this is its own I guess But I mean I think they I think they repeated the sequence. Yeah, I think so. 
Now, we find out, first of all, you can call him by his first name. That's the first love interest barrier yeah. broken. And then he reveals to the kid that he knew Munchie when he was a kid. Interesting. What yeah. movie? Also, have you noticed that she's ripping onto the seatbelt? Like she's never in England. She doesn't we wear it. Well, just when we get back to the mom, okay. Leslie Ann Down is like ripping onto her seatbelt. Won't that wreck there? She, yeah, so she, she let yeah, it go. Yeah, she just let go of it. Wouldn't that make the click go away? You know, the if she takes okay. it loose when it. Well, it's bad form. As someone who never drives and sits in the passenger seat, you know, if you're gripping onto your seatbelt, it means you're nervous about the person driving. Ah, that's, I see. It's a movie trick. It's a mood conveyor. Okay, so yeah. the cops are now part of the chase because they drove by. And just to be a stereotypical movie, the guy flung a donut into the back seat. <laughs> Is he Irish? <laughs> oh, well, kids get that joke. That's Death Race 2000, right? See how yeah, yeah. It didn't have the line in the middle of the road. Oh, so, so Munchie could escape out all this. <laughs> what we were finding out is that Munchie was controlling the car. He's not, look, I've lost the steering. I'm a comedic actor. Now, oh, look, fruit stand. What's the fuck is a fruit stand? You taught me the rule. It's going to land on its feet. It's going to land on its feet. Boom, boom. Well, that's a big landing. So he's fine. He's fine. The, the wheels hit the ground. He can roll. The car works, too. What a horrible crash that was, right, Mike? You just noted it yourself. I mean, it bounced like it was on a trampoline. Look, I'm How a character. Where did they get that fruit stand? I, honestly, Carl, I've never seen a movie where there's a fruit stand off the freeway. Well, as you know, I'm from L.A., and believe me, that fruit stand has always been there. Oh, on the five? Look at this. Way too big. Whoa. Way too Whoa. big. It's a Chuck Norris explosion. Mike, have you no. seen a car explosion in your life? I have. You have when? Was this in Walker State College? No, this was in like Lincoln Park, New Jersey. Uh, what was it like? It was, there was, it was terrible. There was a pop and a, you know, but it was right under where the gas tank was. Horrible smoke, horrible smoke. But I'm saying when the explosion happened, the pop itself, you didn't even see flame. I mean, we, it was under the gas tank. Oh. Right. There was like a, a RNG. It, it wasn't even a flash. It was, I don't know. Okay, so now the cops are like, you harassed my wife and fired her. Really? So he's getting his just desserts. And the love interest is like, don't worry. If your friend was anything like mine, I'm sure he got out in time. So he did get hit on the head with a bowling ball. He did fall on the ground. But a half hour later, he's just covered with cream. That's the only, like, uh, collateral damage. That's right. And the steering wheel stuck to his hand. <laughs> that cream was on his fucking face for, like, the whole car chase. Uh, thank you, continuity person. Yeah, right. Because you're doing a great job in this movie. How about a bump on the head, huh? Oh, look at that. You know, if you open up that photo, on the other side is his credits. <laughs> That's right. He's such a pretty boy, and you'll see at the end. So now he's like, oh, munchy, munchy, munch. Oh, it's the munchy show. Oh, that's another 80s thing, making a 50s sitcom. Right. Well, he's like, it's the munchy show starring me, munchy, and tonight's special guest is, you guessed it, me, munchy, ha, ha, ha. 
Oh, God, so this is like a Carson parody? I guess, but it's basically him. He's come back to say goodbye, and he's like... Shot on Geraldo. What do you think? Geraldo! Where did you win? Visiting our old friend Carlisle in jail. They finally had him move to the psycho ward. <laughs> he, does, he does not sound like Howard Hessen. He doesn't even... Look, Dom DeLuise was great. Howard Hessen yeah. does not have the right voice. It's not interesting enough. Oh, he a has mind. a great voice. I, I, I disagree. Howard Hesman has one of those unique voices. You can totally it tell is. his voice. Yes, you can totally. That's Dr. Johnny Fever. It is. Yeah. But, okay, okay. I I guess it's a matter of opinion. I just think a, uh, Dom DeLuise crushed it. He had the crushed right it. voice and accent and everything. Oh, yeah, and just the right spirit to this silly movie. You know, like, right. he just, yeah. When... But when Munchie is laughing as Dom DeLuise, I was believing it. When it's Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever, it's like a fake laugh. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. Bye, Munchie. Bye, Munchie. He goes, you can't leave now. The money was counterfeit. And he goes, no, but I got your mom a new job and maybe a new stepfather. <laughs> and then he goes back to heaven. It's the same fucking celebrities. I think yeah. they're there on purpose. Well, it was the same day they shot both scenes. It had to be, right? Do you think, like, Kronos, like, hey, Kronos, can we hang out and watch you tell losers to fuck off? Oh, there's the dad. There's the dad. That dimple. He's handsome. Right. And when you first see this film, you're like, who the fuck is that guy? Because they didn't emphasize it enough in the picture. <laughs> they could have had a flashback, right? God, what a Puppet chair cheats throughout this entire movie. I just happen to sit on this giant chair. <laughs> Why don't... So they're like, okay, we're not sending you to the most boring place in the uh, universe, but we're not convinced yet. So you got to help one more person. Bill Clinton. Ah, uh, uh, holy shit. Uh -huh. God, look how young he is. That. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have those cool cheeks. You see the president now with his ghoul yes. cheeks? Yeah. Well, because as a rich person, the doctor said, look, you got to lose weight or you're going to die. And so he, like, got a staff of people and said, fucking just hold me down. If I'm going for the bridge, <laughs> just hold me down. And Andrew Stevens. A great life. I want to give it up to Andrew Stevens Whoa. for Jack Trippering this movie. Ace Mask. All right, Carl. Yeah. Gosh, there's Elvis. I know there's a final scene, so I will ask you this quickly. What do you think of this movie? I thought this movie was terrible. I enjoyed it for your film, <sighs> right? It, it's yeah. the end. Of, it's the trilogy. Uh, yes, we did it. Yeah. Well, did you see the listing? I have to say that one of the band members was Fred Olin Ray, who is a prolifically bad movie director. He does ah. all those, like, Skinamax movies. He has a, you know, he still cranks them out. He's probably best for uh, like evil tunes, which is like uh, Roger Rabbit, who uh, I don't know. These these cartoons show up and like have sex with women. Oh well, that can happen. Yeah, so he's in the band. So you've seen this movie five times, and you really liked it. Uh, either you know, either four or five, and this was my fifth or sixth. I forget, but. Uh... It was, uh, I don't know, it was badly done, and it's a terrible thing. I mean, they tried. They tried, and it was made for kids, and it's Corman. And so the thing is, you know what you're getting with Corman. You're getting a, I don't fucking care, but I kind of do care. I want you to like me as a B-movie person, so I'm going to throw in some fun stuff for you. But pretty much, I'm just trying to get through it. 
I liked I liked the Death Rate 2000 scene. I thought that was a nice touch for yeah. just you know we're obviously watching Corman movies. Yeah, like, that's the only reason why we're watching this, and uh, it's, so it's a nice little nod. Yeah, but it's a piece of shit movie. Whew. Yeah, my opinion. Swing batter lyrics by the director. You make me Whoa. hungry. That was a great song performed by Mr. Moderation. Uh, it's that him. Bob Sheridan one. He's the guy who's like all over movies uh doing the music yeah bob sheraton well they probably have him in a, in a room come on madame sola reader and advisor he's he's fortune teller to my pal rj <laughs> there's a spiritual advisor on this film credit i've never seen that before well it's probably like the director's wife he's like i'm not paying for this anymore we'll build it into the budget because i'm going to her yeah, right. I'm she gets to... me. She gets me. Uh, last time I went to a fortune teller, Carl, I sat down there and she took out a deck of cards and she started making columns. And I'm like, are you playing solitaire? <laughs> she goes, yeah, I'm the receptionist. The munch will return. Uh, Munchie hangs in. And then uh, Munchie strikes back. Classic. I don't know if that joke is good enough to steal, though. Uh, no, no, I use that joke. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. what? We're 3,000 miles so apart. Oh, Okay, here it comes. Post scene. My baby. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. We are done with Munchie movies. Maybe <laughs> never fucking watch yeah. Munchie. Hey, Munchies, yeah. Munchie, Munchie strikes back. We're done. We're Thank done, Carl. God. Thank well, God. But the show keeps going. Uh, we will be back next Sunday. Our show will drop on the uh, podcast feed. By the way, I hope you subscribed. Obviously, at the end of this show, maybe you have. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is our podcast name. Carl, we'll be back next week. We've completed the Munchies trilogy. Yes. And we talked about this on the show. And there's another quote-unquote trilogy that we talked about. Right. Our our favorite direct, director, because with the N, his last name was the N, too. I don't even remember. <laughs> he's not a good director. That's why he's your favorite. Can't even he, well, remember his name. That makes him I your favorite. I remember his movies. We watched two of them. There's King of the Mountain about uh, racing down Mulholland Drive. And he also made Las Vegas Lady, Las which Vegas doesn't take place. Doesn't yeah. take place in Mulholland Drive. But that was with Stella Stevens. And he had a long career making TV movies. But those two were one of his rare theatrically released films. And next week, we're going to watch a third uh, theatrical release film from him from 1979. We're going to be watching the bowling oh, epic yeah. Dreamer. <laughs> Great. Not too generic. So uh, There is a trailer. Dreamer, 1979 trailer. And it's called Night of the Trailers. But there's right. two of them. Let so, me see. Yeah. Uh, does it, it looks like it matters. So pick the first one, which is Night of the Trailers, which has 1,000 views, 1K views, and it says two years ago. It's two minutes and 17. Okay, I see it. By the way, this is not the Dreamers or Dreamer. Or right, it's not. The, Dreamer. There's a lot of movies like that. You have to put in Dreamer 1979 trailer, and you All will right. get to Night of the Trailers is our channel. One, okay. Two minutes, 17. Gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and pause it if you want to watch the trailer with us. We'll put we'll crank up the sound on this. Now uh, I have a comedian from New Jersey. To are you doing the sound? Sure. 
Okay. It's, it's just putting my phone in, on my headset. All right. Okay. And in three, two, one, go. After three days of grueling competition. Grueling. Now he's from Animal House. Tim Matheson. Right. Well, Animal House was 78, and this is 79. You just knocked over those pins? Oh, that's a strike. <laughs> that's your first strike, buddy. Look, Tim, I arranged all these pins. Crash! Hey! Hey! That's a strike! Hey, Carl, check out my bowling ball. Oh, cool. What's you doing? Don't roll. Give it back. Why is it... Spare me! Now, I've seen this film, and it is bland. It is bland. It is? You're gonna well, love it. Bland movies are the best films to riff, right? Okay. Not comedy. Yes. Jack Gordon. This Jack Gordon is in this, and he is the uh, Rocky, uh, uh, you know, Rock! You didn't even see that coming! He's going to mess you out there. Roll the ball. Stop getting your ball in the gutter there, Dreamer. So he's our Burgess Meredith. And these are our insulting. That's a real bowler right there. And he's famous. And uh, it's a big deal that he's in the movie. Oh, I love 70s bowling. Did you ever watch like Bowling for Dollars or Celebrity Bowling? I Yes, I unfortunately have seen full episodes of both those stupid ass shows if you could go if i could go back and do something else with my life i would <laughs> no no carl it's on tubi it's on a streaming service celebrity bowling i watched a couple episodes what to avoid what to avoid so uh, you can see he freezes time to prevent the other guy from winning ah uh, tim matheson can't read the Susan Berkeley. You'll know her from, oh, what was her show? Well, I'll tell you during the episode, of course. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into the awesome world of 1970s professional bowling with yeah. our next film, Humor. Not to be confused with Kingpin. Right. Uh, but, or, yeah. Or, or, or. The Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's probably the bowling movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, these kids today, they're like Big Lebowski this and Kingpin that. Back in my day, we had Dreamer. Yeah, that's right. Nobody was like Dreamer this, Dreamer that. Did you avoid yeah. Dreamer? No, I saw it. Oh, I saw geez. it. All right. Well, all right. So there's something that's exciting. I hope you guys uh, can, can stand the wait of seven days before we watch Dreamer on next week's show. Unless uh, they're Carl podcasting. Unless they're podcasting and it's the future and they just – Go to the next movie. Yeah, right. Well, we hope we hope it was a good show. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out next Sunday. Carl, thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you for thank watching you. this movie five times. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I bet. All right, uh, audience, thank you guys so much. We, uh, and of course, Mutiny Radio, our heroes. Uh, there might be a live show after hours if you're streaming us right now. So just keep, keep uh, don't change that dial. And uh, we'll see you next time. Double, 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 A, A, F, F, L, L, M, O, Y, T, L, W, A, F, L, M, O, Y, T, L, W, A, F, L, M, O, Y, T, L, W, A, F, L, M, O, Y, T, L, W, A, F, L, M, O,